I actually originally auditioned for Betty and I was a massive Archie Comics fan. And so I got very nervous for my audition and completely bombed my audition. It was like, cool, I should, it was one of those, I should probably pick something else to do with my life moments after that audition. I remember my mom was in LA with me and I just like got into the car and cried. I was like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? Welcome back to the Well Now What podcast. I'm your host, Savannah. All right, so I think most of us have either heard or seen the TV show Riverdale. And if you haven't heard of the show, then you must know that it's actually based on the Archie comic books. The show Riverdale from the beginning just boomed right away when the first season launched on Netflix. It has grown to such a huge following, and I thought it'd be so great to hear from one of the actresses of the show. So Tierra plays Polly Cooper, and she is a Canadian actress and has starred in numerous hit TV shows and movies. So the acting industry can be extremely difficult, and with the constant rejection, as well as living a career with an unpredictable paycheck. In this episode, Tierra talks about how she landed her role in Riverdale, what she finds most challenging as a female actress in Hollywood, the realities of having a large social media following, how she prepares for her roles, and advice she has for young actors trying to get their foot in the door. She was so lovely to talk to, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm here with the incredibly talented Tierra Scobie. At only 25 years old, Tierra already has over 10 years of acting experience under her belt. Spotted by an agent while at a Vancouver Children's Festival when she was seven, Tierra seemingly kind of stumbled into the field, but once opportunity knocked, there was no looking back. She is most known for her role in the hit teen drama series Riverdale as Polly Cooper. She's also appeared in the show Dirty John as Young Betty, um, Grace and Nurses, the fantastic movie Summer of 84, and will be appearing in the upcoming movie Two Hearts. And that's just to name a few of her successes. I thought it'd be great to hear the perspective of being a young female actress and her experience with Hollywood in the entertainment industry as a whole. So, Tier, growing up, did you have a passion to being on stage and acting? And what was that moment when you realized you could do this professionally? Um, so I got scouted when I was seven, and my parents kind of were the type of parents that made sure that my sister and I, you know, kind of took every opportunity and we played sports and we did martial arts and they attempted to put us in music stuff and get good grades. So this was kind of something that just kind of stumbled upon us. So my parents were like, well, I know it's an opportunity. Might as well give it a try. And if she grows up and doesn't like it, then she doesn't have to do it, but it's something to try and we might as well see. And I started studying when I was 11 at an acting school in Vancouver on the weekends while I was in regular school. And I was with a lot of people who were a lot older than I was. And I was terrified. I didn't really want to be there. It was like very much pushing me out of my comfort zone. I was like 11, 12, I can't really remember. But I remember after completing the course, which was like a three month course, which like halfway through, I like begged my parents not to make me go back. When I finished it, I was like, that was amazing. I want to do it again. And I kind of had this moment where I was like, I think this could be what I want to do. And as I you know, got older and I moved out and, you know, I was serving and all these things. I was like, this is, I I really had put all of my focus on it and taking classes and doing as much as I could to make sure that I was as prepared as I could be. 
And then it just kind of snowballed from there. You know, you start booking little roles and then the roles get bigger. And then all of a sudden something like Riverdale happens and it was kind of the jumping off point for my career. Yeah. And acting is a very tough industry. It's very competitive, as we all know. So did you ever doubt that you could do this as a career? Was there a moment, I guess, before Riverdale, did you ever realize maybe I should do something else? I mean, I still pretty much like every other day have that doubt. I don't doubt that it's what I love and what I want to do. It's a constant battle. You go through periods where you're working a whole bunch and you're on top of the world. And then you go through periods where you're sitting at home and you're like, okay, I, I need to make money. I, you know, I, and you start thinking about your future and you're like, okay, I would love to have a family. And do I always want to have this unknown of where my next paycheck's going to come from? Am I going to have to pick up and move my life to another city to work? So it's, it's definitely a roller coaster of a career, but at the end of the day, I'm always reminded by that feeling that I have while I'm doing it is irreplaceable. There's nothing for me that gives me that same kind of feeling. So it's, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where it's a constant up and up and down yo-yo of, I don't want to do this. I can't do this too. I can't do anything else. This is perfect. And as an actor, it's really important to have um, a management and agent and whatnot. So do you kind of, do you mind explaining the breakdown of like, what's your partnership with your agent? How does that work? For sure. So I'm Canadian. I'm from Vancouver. Uh, I live in Vancouver. So for me, it started with, I had a Vancouver agent when I got scouted. I did mostly commercials. Um, I ended up switching Vancouver agents and I got paired up with a manager in Los Angeles. And then I also have an agent in Los Angeles. So I kind of went about it a background, like a backwards way. Usually you start with getting an agent and then you'll get a manager when your career kind of hits a certain point. And the manager kind of becomes the middleman between the two. They kind of become your point person to talk to for your scheduling, for your auditions, for any questions. And they will relay to both Canadian and U.S. agents and kind of, you know, make a game plan and then come back to you. So you kind of have a, a point person. Um, a lot of people will just go with a manager route or just go with an agent route. I ended up getting an agent because my previous manager wasn't getting me in the rooms that I wanted to be getting into. And so sometimes you need like a big agency name behind you to kind of help break down those doors and get you seen by certain casting directors. Um, and then I got a new manager who's fantastic. And, and like you said, like having a manager or having a team behind you is so important because the industry is so complex and there's so much going on that having a team that you trust, who you know is going to advise you well and, you know, put you in positions that are good for your career because th- we leave everything up to them. We don't know. So I'm, I feel very fortunate to have very, very good agents and managers who I fully trust with my career and I know they have my best interests at, at heart. Mm, that's great so yeah you mentioned you go back and forth from Vancouver to LA so what's mm-hmm. the job stability like because I know if you're you're Canadian so if you work mm-hmm. in the states do the do the companies or movies do they need to sponsor you or get you a work visa so how does that work yeah so um I have a general one visa it's kind of like a blanket visa meaning um it's for three years so I I'm on my like third one so I can be I can go to LA and I can audition And then what a lot of companies are doing now, because visas can kind of be done in sketchy ways, what a lot of the bigger companies and studios, Paramount, Universal, Sony, those bigger studios, what they'll do, if you book a project, like for me, I booked Dirty John under Universal, and I I had my own 01, but they wanted to get me their specific 01. So they knew everything was correct legally 
with a visa, even though mine was, but it's just, they need to cover all of their bases. So then they got me a year long specific O one one visa for universal. So I can only work for universal shows under that visa. Um, so yes, they have to, they, a lot of them will want to sponsor you and go through that process for you, which is a lot easier to do than getting your own, just like general one, because the studios have so much pull. And if they're saying they need you, then government can't really argue with that too much. Yeah. And do you notice any differences with the entertainment industry in Canada and then as well in like in LA and Vancouver? Yeah. I, I mean, I've only ever done one project in the States. It was Dirty John. Everything else I've done has been in Vancouver. I auditioned for a lot of things. I auditioned for the movie Two Hearts that I did for Riverdale for Once Upon a Time, all in California or in LA. And then they found out I was a Canadian. They were like, oh, you can work for free where we're filming? Go back home, (laughs) which is great, which has been so lovely to be able to work on, you know, some really amazing projects. Um, in the city that I live in. Uh, I, I love working in Vancouver. The industry is quite small here. So when it comes to crew and directors and other actors, it's, there's a lot of familiar faces. So it feels a bit more like home. When I was working on Dirty John, it was a very different experience for me. Um, we were filming on the Universal Backlot and it was kind of one of those projects that I left being like, oh, wow, this is like, this is big. Like everything about it was so particular and and so focused and from the wardrobe to the directors, to the, to the um, set decoration, to the cast, it was just very, very, um, they had put so much effort into making every single detail of it was so amazing. And, and, and filming on the Universal Studios backlot was just like insane. Like I remember going there as a kid and doing the little studio tour with my family and being like one day. And then driving onto it and filming there was just like mind blowing. It was very, very cool. Yeah, no, that's incredible. And um, in terms of like acting, you, you've said before that acting is like a muscle. Athletes don't take a break on the off season if they expect to perform at 100%. So as, as an actor, how do you challenge yourself and push yourself to grow now? Yeah, I mean, usually when I'm not working, um, I try and stay in classes. So I study at um, Deb Podowski Acting Studio here in Vancouver with Deb Podowski. Um, and we have, I've been studying with her for a long time. So I, I, I do a lot of my audition tapings with her as well as take classes with her. So we've kind of, you know, she can see in my auditions and classes, what my strengths and what my weaknesses are and is able to help me, you know, kind of work on those, whether it's in an audition or in a scene study class, I try and read a big one for me is like watching movies realizing what I like in a performance, what I don't like, what I find interesting. So I think that's kind of, you know, the things that I do the most reading books and that kind of stuff about about it that I find uh, interesting. But yeah, I just try and keep going as much as I can auditions in themselves, I find really good practice, like a chance to just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks and what doesn't and play around. And I love to talk about um, Riverdale. So when that show started, it was like a cult following right from the beginning. It just boomed. So when you first joined, um, do you mind describing that experience? And when you booked that role, how did you feel? Yeah, I uh, I actually originally auditioned for Betty. And I was a massive Archie Comics fan. And so I got very nervous for my audition and completely bombed my audition. It was like, cool. I should. It was one of those, I should probably pick something else to do with my life moments after that audition. I remember my mom was in LA with me and I just like got into the car and cried. I was like, oh my gosh, 
why am I doing this? And I was really bummed because I, re- I really liked the project. I thought I could have been really good for it. But then when the audition for Polly came around and I knew they had already cast Lily Reinhardt as Betty, I knew I looked enough like her. Um, actually, I, we look very similar at times. So it's kind of <laughs> creepy. Um, <laughs> I auditioned for it many times. It was a very back and forth process, but I was ecstatic. I was so excited to be a part of that, that project and it was a very interesting storyline that I was kind of coming into. I came in halfway through the show and yeah, I, I, it was an amazing experience. I don't think any of us quite realized we knew it was going to be good. And we knew that the cast behind it was going to make it what it was, but I don't think any of us expected it to blow up the way that it did. And yeah. So from playing that role to a nurse in Global's nurses and then young Betty and dirty John and so many different roles. So how do you kind of prepare yourself for such different roles? Do you go into like method acting? Do you have a coach? I definitely don't do method acting. I find for me, it's very important to be able to distinguish the difference between myself and the character and also to bring a bit of myself into it because all I know the best is me and I can find things in myself that are similar and interesting to bring to the character so it's more authentic and grounding. I Yeah, I work with my coach a lot. Um, I think a big thing is I really try and trust the writing and let that guide me. For Dirty John, it was a very specific experience because I was playing the younger version of an actress who had already started filming. So they sent me all of her dailies and I got to stay on set for a week and a half and just watch her. So she completely laid the groundwork for what I was doing and I just kind of followed in her footsteps and then trusted the writing to guide the stories that I was telling. Um, And I kind of do that the same with nurses. Nurses, Grace was really fun for me because... It was just up to me to kind of decide what to do with her. Um, so I found that very interesting and I got to, I, I played around a lot with that. And, but again, there are similar things that happened to her that have happened to me that I was able to help drive forward uh, the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have you ever worked with um, like a love interest, for example, that you didn't quite get along or have any chemistry in real life? And how did you kind of, I know it's acting, that's your job, but how did, have you ever had to deal with that? I think... You know, there's definitely some people that right away you kind of gel with, like on uh, Dirty John, Chris Mason and I got along very well as friends. And so, uh, okay, so I have an example. On Once Upon a Time, I was love interest with Rose Reynolds. And when we first met, our first day was a kissing scene. I remember she like, came up to my trailer and knocked on my door and was like, hi, I'm Rose. We're going to go do the scene. It's nice to meet you. Just wanted to introduce herself. And we're both very nervous. And we did it. And we were super professional. And we're like, I don't know if there's any chemistry. I don't know if that really worked. We were like in the forest in Vancouver in October in the rain, being poured on, slipping on mud. Like it was a very, but we were very, both very, very professional. And then we ended up filming together for the rest of the season and becoming best friends. And then it got awkward because we were so close to each other that anytime we, as friends, that anytime we had to do kissing scenes, we would just kind of crack up laughing. And like, it would just be funny and like giggly. Um, so that was, that was interesting for us because we had to be like, okay, we have to be professional. We have to, you know, we're acting. Let's do this. So that was kind of a funny experience where it kind of worked in reverse where we got too close, which then made it weird. But yeah, you know, you kind of find ways to always, always connect to a certain extent with the people that you're working with so that it can kind of come off somewhat authentic. But no, I've never worked with anyone that I've hated. Okay, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So as an actor, um, obviously going through auditions, you face a lot of um, rejection. So how do you keep yourself motivated? How do you keep going? 
yeah, there's, there's a lot of rejection. I think for me, one of the things that I've always said has been, that's been the most important for me is having a good support system because the number of times that I've wanted to quit or I've been rejected and been heartbroken. It's the people that I surround myself with that remind me why I do what I do and tell me that I can't quit and tell me what it is about the industry that I do love. I've got incredibly supportive parents. My sister is also in the industry. And so, you know, and a lot of my friends are. So having these people that I can turn to when I'm feeling very low about my career or an audition, they help remind you, they pick you back up and they set you straight and they remind you why you do what you do. My oldest friend, Matt, we've been friends for like 10 years and we both met on one of our first projects ever. For me, it was like one of my bigger TV projects that I had ever done. And the number of times that we have had phone calls with each other being like, this is it. This is, I quit. I'm done. Like, I remember when I didn't book Betty on Riverdale, I was like, I'm done. I'm quitting. I'm going to school. I'm doing something else. And he was like, no, every time we have this conversation and then every time one of us books something, we're like, see, remember when you wanted to quit a month ago? So I think it's just very much having people that you know will have your back when things get really tough. Yeah. And I love how honest and real you are on your social media platforms. You often post about your family, your friends, particularly your sister. So do you ever feel um, kind of some pressure to act a certain way on a platform with so many people kind of looking up to you? Or do you just not let that get to you? Yes and no. I find social media kind of strange at times like there's an obligation to it to be a certain way I think what has helped me navigate it the best is to try and just use it as a way to talk about things that are important but also to remember that like remind people that like this is a fun moment for me to show you my dog or what me and my sister are doing so I try and have it you know be a good mix of like Yes, this is a platform for me to share the things that I'm working on and my successes, but also to show you who I am as just like a person doing random things that are probably not that interesting to a lot of people, but (laughs) as well as talking about things that are important because I do have a platform that I should use to share things that are important and talk about things that matter. Mm -hmm. And have you ever had to deal with, I guess, privacy issues or whatnot with such a big following, especially after Riverdale? Not really. Not like the rest of the cast. Uh, I've been pretty lucky. Like I occasionally will get recognized walking down the street, which to me is still just very cool and kind of like makes me feel a little giddy. My mom still cries if she's with me when it happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it, it's been okay. I've, I, it, so far, it hasn't really been an issue. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And I want to talk um, mostly about women in the film industry. So the number of women working in the film industry is definitely increasing, but um, in 2019, women made up 20% of behind the scene roles on the top 100 domestic grossing films. However, when it comes to key jobs like um, directing, um, men continue to dominate. So what has been kind of the biggest struggle that you've noticed or that you've had as a woman in Hollywood? Yeah, I mean, I think it. there are certain things where for certain opinions or advice or decision-making, it'll go to a man before it'll go to a woman. Not even so much because they prefer their opinion, but because there's so many more men in the industry than there are women to turn to. And I on our show on Nurses, we did really well. We had, I think, 50% of our 
our directors last season were females. That's great. But I also think what's hard is that a lot of what a lot of productions are doing right now is they're having to fill a quota of how many female directors they have per season, which is fantastic. But there aren't that many, so they're reusing female directors and they're coming back to do multiple episodes, which is amazing. But I think it because it has been so male driven for so long, it deters women from it has, but I think that's changing. It definitely was an uphill struggle for a long time and still is. But I think the doors and the opportunities are opening up for us to come in and take those positions that were primarily for men, Mm -hmm. which is wonderful. I personally am interested in getting into directing myself. And before COVID happened, I was in Toronto filming the second season of Nurses and I was shadowing all the directors just to get, you know, as much information as I could. And I think right now is a perfect time to kind of be like, hey, you're looking for female directors. Let's do it. Yeah. And I was going to ask, based on your like future aspirations, are there certain uh, milestones you want to reach with acting? Do you want to go into directing, as you mentioned, or where do you kind of see yourself in career down the line? I would love to just continue to work and support myself and have a good life doing what I love. I would love to get into directing. I think it would be a very amazing thing to have on the side of acting to be able to kind of do both, you know, direct some things in between you know, when I'm not working quite so much or yeah. And, and as far as acting goes, I love telling stories like Dirty John and, and things that matter and are important and, you know, kind of shine light on maybe a true story that people didn't realize. And so to continue to elevate the level of my work and keep going up the ladder, you know, fast, slow, whatever, uh, is kind of ideal for me. And how has, um, COVID affected your um, career in acting? Well, we had just, like I mentioned before, had just started filming season two nurses. We literally filmed an episode and a half before COVID hit and our production got shut shut down. Um, And I got sent, we were filming in Toronto and I got sent home back to Vancouver. So I've been here ever since. Uh, It, it has affected me in the sense that I have done nothing, but bake a lot. Um, (laughs) I've just been chilling at home, but knowing that when things do lift, I will be going back to filming the remainder of the season. I, uh, Actually, I'm going back in like a week and a half. We start filming again roughly July 14th-ish, which will be exciting and great. It's kind of, you know, COVID has given me a bit of time to realize what's important and what's not. And I'm so grateful to have a job to go back to. So you also um, have an upcoming movie coming out, Two Hearts. So how has that Mm -hmm. experience been um, compared to working on some TV shows versus um, a movie? Yeah, so I've done a few few movies in the past. Two Hearts I did about two years ago. We've just been waiting for the right opportunity to show it to the world. That was an amazing experience. It was it was a lot of fun. We filmed a portion of it in Hawaii. So us main cast got to go to Hawaii and honestly just hang out for a week and a half, which was for like 10 days, which was insane and so much fun. And we just like rented a car and booted around the city and explored. But yeah, that was, it, it filmed in Vancouver most of it filmed in Vancouver and then parts in Hawaii. Uh, it was, it was wonderful. It was so much fun. A lot of young casts. So a lot of us, you know, hanging out outside of filming and getting along very well. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And just the last question to wrap things up, um, do you have any advice for someone that's just starting into acting? Like, should they be going into classes? Should they be networking? And how much is as an actor, how much of it is also like being a, business professional and being able to 
showcase yourself and brand yourself? Yeah, I think for people who are starting, I always say find an acting studio. I think that is the best way. If you don't have an agent, acting classes will help that. It'll help you create a demo that you can pitch around to agents. Some A lot of acting teachers have connections to agents. So you know, after working with you for a certain amount of time, they may vouch for you to certain agents to help you, you know, kind of get your foot in the door there. Um, it's also great networking. It's you're surrounded by people who are all doing the same thing. You have an opportunity to learn from each other. You have an opportunity to see how other people are presenting themselves, what they're doing good, what they're doing bad. And yeah, it definitely a part of it is having you are your own business. As actors, we are our own business. We are the only people who are representing ourselves, which is why when you pick an agent and you pick a manager, um, it's really important to find people that you know are going to represent you well as well. So you, yeah, you have to present yourself in a way that you are proud of and that people will like, and you'll learn, like you learn to brand yourself and how to be authentic and how to be professional. And a lot of it is, you know, like there's a lot of people in the industry that can be not so nice. I think the most important thing is to like stay a nice, grateful person in this industry as well and not take it for granted because it is such a tough industry. Um, I find a lot of people, if they get success very quickly, intend to take that for granted. But it's it's an up and down roller coaster. So be grateful when you're on set and and, and thank everybody who's working, whether they're you know, a grip that you've never known their name, but we couldn't make the show without them or an extra. I think it's important to acknowledge the importance of every person on that set to allow us to all do what we love. Be nice and uh, take acting classes. <laughs> and then and then when you do fall down and it's not going to be easy to start with, just keep going. If you believe in it and it's something you want to do, just keep going because it will be hard. And if it's easy right off the bat, it could get hard later. So just, you know, keep your head down. Remember why you're doing what you do and be nice to everybody. Yeah, that's great advice. And I guess with, with fame, does it, does it ever like change people? Do you ever find it hard to like realize who's your real friends or who are people just using you to kind of move up in the ladder? Or do you know, do you find that that's, that's not the case? In this industry, we meet so many people and, you know, whether you're filming a project in a city that you live in or you're not you know, you work with people so closely, so intimately for a very condensed amount of time. And, you know, there's a lot of times where you meet people and you're like, we're going to stay in touch. Totally. Absolutely. Like we made this amazing connection. The show ends and you never hear from them again, but there will be the few people that come along that you're like, your life, I don't care where in the world you live. We will be friends. My two of my closest friends, Lillian and um, Natalie, we met on a movie called Live Like Line. And it was one of those things where it was like, okay, we're, we're in this for life. And then Natasha from Nurses, it was the same thing. Like we didn't know each other before we started filming, but we were filming in Toronto. We're both from Vancouver and we immediately became super, super close friends. But you know, there are people that come and go and that's just how it is. You just kind of have to, oh, my friend said a quote that was so good. What was it? Okay, I can't remember what it is. Like something along the lines of, along the lines of hold tightly, but like let go easily because you can love someone so much for a condensed amount of time, but you have to be able to let them go afterwards because it's inevitable that that will happen in this industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for your time. I loved watching you in Once Upon a Time to Riverdale to Summer 84. And now you have a new movie coming out. So I really appreciate you talking about your experience and um, I can't 
share this with everyone. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that was Tierra Scobie. I'm so lucky that I got to connect with her and learn more about her story as an actress. So make sure to check out her upcoming movie, Two Hearts. You can also watch her as Grace in Nurses and Dirty John as Young Betty. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next week.